Hi, welcome to Motherhood Mental Health with me. This is our first episode. So today I want to talk about miscarriage and specifically trauma around miscarriage. When I went through my miscarriages, what really helped me was listening to other people's stories. Um, it was a great source of support and relief to me. So I really felt compelled to share mine and contribute to this space to maybe help other people. And I think it's also it's just really good to, to talk about it. So um, my journey, I got married at 38 and I got I got pregnant very quickly after getting married. Within two months, I was pregnant and had the baby. Pregnancy was smooth. Delivery was smooth. No problem, really. We tried again for baby number two. And about a year and a half later, um, that pregnancy resulted in first trimester miscarriage, which I found out just before my 12th week scan. I then went on to have three more miscarriages and all ended within the first trimester and it has been such a painful and lonely journey and I want to say to you that I will talk more in detail about the each miscarriage but today I just wanted to talk about the impact it's had on me. So as I said it's been such a lonely journey going through these miscarriages because I think I've been experiencing grief and loss, but unlike when you're grieving for somebody who lived, I didn't have an opportunity to sort of, there's no final, there's no burial, there's no resting place for my unborn children. And also friends, family, I didn't feel like the same space was created to to allow me to sort of grieve in terms of like, it, I got responses like, oh, you have another one, or, or, or at least you've got one, or... Maybe it's because you ate this or did this. There's always something. And maybe I think when you've buried somebody who once lived, there is a space for, I'm sorry for your loss, period, stop, full stop, and let's sit together in this. There wasn't really any of that. So one thing I had to do was sort of fight my way through to give myself permission to grieve. You know, but part of me was like, well, how long can I talk about my, this miscarriage? Like, maybe I should be over it by now. It's been, I don't know, a month or three weeks or whatever it is. Can I, do, am I really allowed to talk about it? And I didn't really. I ended up just keeping it within me. Um, so that was really, really, really difficult. And even like friends who would have children in that time would say, oh, you haven't called me to come to visit my baby. And I, I'd, I was able to summon the courage to say, I, I cannot do that. My child died inside me while I was carrying my baby. My baby died. I cannot, I do not have any capacity to come and rejoice with you at this time. And almost what I was trying to say to myself was that if I have to be joyous with you, in your joy, then isn't isn't okay for, for you to then cry with me in my grief, bear my grief. This juxtaposition was really difficult. Like I should be able, as freely as people talk about 
you know, looking good, ready for the baby and do all these things for their baby and celebration or whatever. I feel I should also have the space to speak every day if I want to about the loss of my baby and how sad I am and how difficult it is for me to wake up and and all that. So it's been it's been really, really difficult. And I think it's been easier to just stay silent or be quiet. I mean, a friend of mine called me when her father was had died and I was, I was losing my baby, so I was in mid-flow. And she called me, and I, I, I was there with her on the phone. I listened to her, and I, I didn't say anything about what I was going through. And I was doubled up in pain and had the hot water bottle. But I didn't talk about my loss, my grief, what I was going through. That was like miscarriage number four, I think, three or four. So it, that was really difficult. Also, another thing that I have found is the yo-yoing of my body weight and my body image throughout this period was insane. You know, one of my pregnancies, my breasts were getting full, my waists were thick. I was, you know, I, was, uh, I couldn't wear normal clothes anymore. I was just getting into the maternity, maternity bras. And then I've lost the baby. I've lost the baby. I was even care. My baby died at eight weeks, five days. And I didn't know until around 12 weeks. So I've been carrying my child for about three weeks dead. And my body was still the same. So you miscarry. But then you're, I was left with a residual reminder in my bones that I have no baby my body's preparing for something that's not coming. It is. It is really difficult to then, this reminder, so I'm still in my maternity clothes and I'm trying to get back into non-maternity wear, non-maternity bras. And then when you get pregnant again, you're starting to fill up to go the other way and then you lose the baby and then you're trying to come back down to go back to how you were pre-pregnancy and then you go back and it's just these cycles. So navigating that was really, really difficult. It's these constant reminders of of a life that you want, a baby you want to hold that isn't there, that's really difficult to navigate. I also found it really difficult dealing with sort of birthdays. So I was pregnant the same time as my sister-in-law was pregnant and I mean, both of them, I have two. And it was really difficult because my baby was due days, days before or after her baby was due. And I did not know how I was ever going to attend another func family function again. I didn't know. I didn't know how I was going to do it because her child would have been a constant reminder of mine that never was. And it's so hard, it's so hard because society might expect me to be, oh, you've got to be there because it's the baby's birthday because oh, they're one or they're two or whatever. But I was crumbling, I was dying inside. I was, I was dying inside. So and my husband's really amazing and supportive. And I just was like, I've got to do what's right for me. I've got to do what's right for me. And what's right for me is staying away because I, I can't do it. And I'm just grateful that time is, is an amazing healer, that I'm able to 
connect with my family in a way that I never thought I was ever going to be able to. I didn't know how I was going to do it. And it's so painful because I didn't know how I was going to get through every day, every day, every week, every anniversary, every trigger, every due date that lost, every, even friends that were pregnant, that I was pregnant with at the same time, seeing their bellies get bigger and rounder and fuller as they develop. And mine stop, my journey stops. And then also another thing is that I find that they have, there still continues to be triggers. So it's been two years since I've had a miscarriage. One, two, more than two years, and I've had a baby. And still, I'm still affected at times. So I had a hospital appointment the other day at one of the hospitals where I had a miscarriage and I was breaking out in a sweat. I'm, I was hyperventilating, my heart was beating so quickly. I was panicking. I was aimlessly walking around these corridors of this hospital because I, I mean, I wanted, I needed to get out. So these are the landmines that I say that I have to navigate through um, the fallout of consecutive miscarriage, full miscarriage and, and loss. And my takeaway is that, and I guess I want to leave you with this, that this is a very, very painful journey. It may be long, it may be short, I don't know. No one knows how long it takes to get to the destination. And But I think time is the best healer. In time, things get easier. And also, talking really helps. I think talking about it helps. And I think listening to other people who've been through it, that really helps. Finding other people who have been through unsympathetic to what you might be going through. In that vein, I would love for you to connect with me. I'd love to hear stories. Thanks so much for listening. Please follow me on TikTok, Motherhood Mental Health and Me, and check out my next episode where I'll be talking about, well, reflecting on the question, who am I and who do they say that I am?